Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast. For more information about Grace Harvest Church or to find out more about something you hear during the podcast, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you through this week's message. church family. I'm excited about sharing the word with you today and my message is pursue faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I want to talk to you about what's really important to pursue during this time. You know, I really want to talk to you today about priorities, about keeping the main things the main things. Tim Sanders is the former chief solutions officer at Yahoo. He wrote a book called Love is the Killer App. He shares the following thoughts about establishing priorities in your life. He says, take your life and all the things that you think are important and put them in one of three categories. These three categories are represented by three items. Glass, metal, and rubber. And he says that... The things that are made of rubber, when you drop them in your life, they'll bounce back. Just like this ball, it bounces back. And there are many things in life like that. They're, they're not as high a priority. They're not as important. For instance, I love sports, but if I miss a Seahawks game, I might be bummed out. But my life will bounce back pretty quick. I know some of you, that's not the case. If you miss a Seahawks game or they lose, you go into depression for a day or two. That's not good. It's not that important. It's a game. But our lives bounce back from it, and it doesn't really change anything, and nothing ultimately is lost. If I miss a game or they lose, even if I miss a whole season of football, it won't alter my marriage. It won't alter my spiritual life. I can kind of take it or leave it. The things that are made of metal, when they get dropped, they create a lot of noise, and sometimes they even get dented. That was noisy. And I've noticed from practicing this a few times that it's starting to get a little bit out of shape. And that's because it it has a little bit higher level of priority. It can still recover, but it affects things. It creates noise and and some disfigurement in our lives. And that can be things like uh, missing a meeting at work, showing up late. Um, But you can still recover. You can get the cliff notes. A lot of times you can make up those mistakes. Maybe you overspend in your bank account and you find yourself overdrafted and you have to make up for that and some some checks bounce and you have to repay some bills. That stuff's rough, but you can still recover. But then there are the things in our lives that are made of glass. And when you drop one of these, it shatters into pieces and it's never quite the same. It's kind of like this light bulb. This light bulb, and I'm going to hit it on this brick right here, hopefully it'll break, and and the other thing is hopefully it won't cut me, but our lives, the, the things that are most important are kind of like this light bulb. Wow, it shattered everywhere. I'm not gonna be able to do much with that. I'm not gonna be able to recover from that very well. This shattered light bulb, is pretty much done. There are pieces all over this desk. And that's how some things in life are. They won't bounce back. They won't come through with just a little bit of noise or a dent. The consequences of it being broken will forever affect us. And usually those things are built around our relationships, 
our relationship with God, our marriages, our family, our friends. We have to establish what's most important. People that put the light bulb at the bottom of their priority list often end up with many, many broken relationships. And it takes a long time to recover. So we have to keep the first things first. And during this time where we're dealing with COVID-19, the thing that's important to remember is what the Bible teaches about what's most important. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 is my key text today. And I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible, and listen to what it says. It says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. These three remain. That word remain is interesting. It means to last a long time, to go on, to continue, to endure. Faith, hope, and love will last. They'll go on. They'll remain. They'll continue. They will endure regardless of what's going on in our world. Because they have the power to endure. These are the attributes and the gifts of God that we're called to hold on to and nurture. Faith, hope, and love are most important. So I want to talk about these three things. Why are they so important? And let's look at faith first. And let's define faith. What is faith in a time like the time we're walking through? You know, faith is a conviction, a persuasion. It's a convinced belief that something is absolutely true. Faith is a conviction, a conviction that God exists, that His character is trustworthy and true, and that His word can be trusted. We can count on what He says. It's a conviction that God is a good ruler of all that He has and all that He's made, and He can be trusted to watch over His creation and care for it. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and verses 6 say this about faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And it is impossible, verse 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. So you can see faith is a trust ultimately in the character of God. And we need to know right now, we can trust God's character. We can trust what he has said. So how does COVID-19 mesh with our faith? How does the time we live in work with our faith? You know, I've noticed that a lot of people are posting things on social media or they're speaking ideas right now about faith that are not consistent to biblical faith. It's not faith to go out in public and to mix closely with people and put them at risk. Faith is trust in God in circumstances that we oftentimes have no control over. Faith is not tempting God or making him prove himself by keeping you and others you're exposed to from getting sick. And some people are talking about faith like, you know, well, I have faith, brother. I'm not going to let anything touch me. God's word is true. Nothing can touch me. And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to act like I've always acted. That's not faith. Because by, the Bible says faith works by love. And if we love people, we're not going to endanger them. The other thing about faith is faith is kind of like a coin. And, and coins, oh, it's right here in front of me here. Coins have two sides. Have you ever noticed that they have a heads and a tail side? And faith has two sides. Side one of faith, maybe the head side of faith, is the miracle side. It asks God for miracles and it claims his promises for healing, protection, 
and intervention in times of crisis. I like to say it's the sexy side of faith. It's that part of faith that we all love to hear about and talk about. When you trust God and you believe for something, you pray for the sick, some miracle happens and we're like, yeah, see, that's faith. But you know, there's another side to faith, the tail side of faith. And that's the side that trusts God when things go badly and when you've done all that you know to do. Side two is the side of faith where you cling to God when you don't understand what's going on. Side two is the side of faith we hold on to when tragedy suddenly strikes or when people aren't healed or things don't turn miraculously. We must have both sides of the coin in our pockets at this time. We must believe that God's going to heal, that COVID-19 is going to end quickly, that he's going to carry us through this, but we also have to trust him, cling to him, and hold on to him. If things go kind of squirrely, if things go a little bit weird, this is an opportunity for us to show that we really trust the character of God. And then there's hope, the second one, faith, hope, and love. The second one, hope. What is hope? Hope is a confident expectation in God to bring about ultimate good from every circumstance. Hope is not wishing that things would be better. Hope and wishing are not the same. Hope knows that God will even make our tragedies into good things in the long run. We know that although suffering can be expected in this life, God will work in the midst of tragedy and bring about good purposes. We can hope in God that he will bring ultimate eternal salvation when everything is done. Even when we die, we die in hope. So no matter what happens in the world through this crisis, we have hope in God. He's going to take care of us. He's good. He's going to make good of the mess of this global pandemic. 1 Timothy 4.10 says this, This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, particularly of all believers, right? So how does COVID-19 and, and hope mesh? Well, our hope during this time is in God. We understand that many generations before us have endured similar challenges, and some have endured much worse. Plagues and epidemics and world wars have ravaged humanity since our beginning. However, God's church and people have endured and they've hoped in God through it all. And we can too. God's faithful. Even if some of us suffer, God will carry us through it all and bring us into his presence faithfully. So hope in God. Trust in God. Don't be afraid. He's with us. He's with us during these times. And lastly, love. And when we speak of love, I've talked about love a lot the last few years. And I mean the word agape. I mean God's kind of love. It's the kind of love that is self-giving, poured out. It acts to serve and benefit the other above itself, sometimes at the expense of itself. This is the love that's shown forth in Jesus, in his life and his death for us. When we didn't deserve his love, when we deserved his judgment, he gave us love. He gave us forgiveness. He gave us mercy. He made us right with God by pouring out his own life on a Roman cross for us. He took our judgment. He took our sin. He took our death. And he gave us his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. That's the kind of love 
that we need right now in the time that we live. This love is embodied in Jesus. He's the perfect picture of this love. John 15, 12 and 13 says, This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. That's the love I'm talking about. It's the love that's described in the famous love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Listen to this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless ultimately, but love will last forever. And if you know, if you just took the name of Jesus and you put it in every place where the word love is, you would see that he is all those things. Jesus is patient and kind. He's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. He doesn't demand his own way. He's not irritable and he keeps no record of being wronged and so on and so on. This is Jesus. This is true love. And this is the love that Romans tells us was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit when we put faith in Christ. So we have this kind of love dwelling inside of us so we can love others right now. This love is called the greatest virtue. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. You know, that word greatest is the word mega, and it means this, this love is huge. It's large, it's great, it's mighty, it's abundant. It's more important and more highly esteemed for excellence. So the greatest of all the attributes, the greatest of all the virtues, the greatest of all of God's gifts is His love. It's the one that outlasts all the others. It's even greater than faith and hope. And this great love is what we hold on to above everything else. We need to live in confidence that God loves us and will carry us through everything that's happening in this time. So how does COVID-19 and our love work? Well, love, as I said, is greater than faith and hope. It's not greater at the expense of the others, but it is higher and eternal. We must have faith at this time. However, however, we cannot use the word faith to justify endangering people. That would not be love. How can we love one another most like Jesus at this time? Well, we share our resources with each other. We keep a distance. We're careful. We wash our hands. That's an act of love right now. We don't hoard or panic, purchase, and shop. We pray for one another. We call and text one another. We do FaceTime gatherings or Google Talk gatherings or Zoom gatherings. We meet in small groups using Zoom. Everybody gathers together. We mutually encourage one another and build each other up because we love each other. And that takes me to my very, the very ending of this. And that is that nothing can separate us from God's love. And that's such a powerful, powerful truth. Wherever you're at today and whatever you're going through, you need to know nothing can separate you from God's love. I, I would like you to, as I did last week, just to close your eyes and let me read the scriptures to you. If you're sitting there on your sofa with your family or by yourself, you're watching on your phone, whatever it may be, just close your eyes for a minute and listen to what Paul says in Romans 8, 35 through 39 in the New Living Translation. He says this, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? 
Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. God bless you and thank you for joining us today.